This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Please turn in your Bibles to Exodus 14. And as you turn there, this is a series called Hope in Action, God's Breakthrough Plan. If you're just joining us, that's okay because we've got a way to summarize what we've been learning so far. But before we uh, summarize that in a statement of faith that we're all going to participate, let me tell you a story from the campfire. A woman was trying to get out of paradise, and her husband said, as she was talking to him on the phone, you have to get out of your car and start running now. The fire is all around you. And she says, I don't know which way to run. Just get out of your car and start running. She got out of her car and she started running, but she couldn't see. As you know, night, the light was turned to dark and uh, it was all smoky. And she just kept running and she ran into, of all things, a fire truck. And she thought to herself, oh good, I'm safe. I've come to a fire truck. And they let her into the fire truck and they said, we're in trouble because all the cars in front of us are on fire and they're blocking the road. We're stuck right here. It looked like the end. Here she thought she was safe because she's in a fire truck with firemen, but they're stuck. Out of nowhere, a Cal Fire worker has a bulldozer and he's coming. He says, I've never done this ever in my life. And he starts picking up one car on fire after another and pushing him off the road, making a path on the road for that fire truck with that rescued woman to move out and to escape. Isn't that amazing? God made a way where there seemed to be no way. Some of you are facing very difficult situations. You have tough decisions to make. You have health issues. You have financial issues. You have issues regarding relationships with different people. And you say, God, how is this ever going to work out? How am I ever going to get through to the other side? I feel stuck. I feel between a rock and a hard place. Guess what? Exodus 14 is for you. Because it describes the people of Israel stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea. Actually, it's between Pharaoh and the Red Sea. They're in a catch-22 situation. How are they going to get out? God will eventually make a way where there seems to be no way for them. And he does the same for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and praise you for delivering this woman and those firefighters. 
We want to say thank you for the many success and incredible survival stories from the campfire, and we continue to pray your comfort for those who have uh, gone through that. And we pray comfort for the 85 families that have lost loved ones in that fire. And Lord, we just say thank you that you are our protector, you are our deliverer, you are our defender, you are the one who cares for us, like Joanne just sang. And we thank you that you are a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You love us so much, and we look to you. Thank you for making a way in our lives where there seems to be no way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now to summarize where we've gone so far, I'd like you to read this with me. It says, I believe that you, Lord, and then you have the phrase. So every time you read a new phrase, start at the top with, I believe that you, Lord. So watch this. Let's read this together. I believe that you, Lord, know where I am and what I am facing. That's Exodus chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. The Lord knows where you are and what you're facing. Next. I believe that you, Lord, will work things out for your glory and for my good. That's Exodus 14, 3 and 4. God's working everything out in your life for his glory and for your good. Next, I believe that you, Lord, are to be my primary focus so problems are seen in perspective. That's Exodus 14, verses 5 to 9. Next, I believe that you, Lord, help me through my fears when I call upon you with ongoing faith. Verses 10 to 12. Unfortunately, the Israelites cried out to God, but not with ongoing faith. They went on to criticize Moses and say, why did you bring us out here? Next, I believe that you, Lord, are fighting the battle on my behalf allowing me to calmly wait upon your perfect timing. That's Exodus 14, 13, and 14. And then you can't read the last one, but it says, I believe that you, Lord, want me to take the next step. Let's try to say that together. I believe that you, Lord, want me to take the next step. And that's Exodus 14, verse 15, which we covered last week. By the way, if you did not get a CD. We made extra CDs of the previous Sunday's sermon. You could sign up for it. If you want a CD from last week's sermon, you can get the extra ones that are laid out on the table. And if they're all gone, sign down your name and we'll get you one next week. But here's the idea. What if everybody here, or most of you, passed a CD on of the message of God's word to a non-Christian family member or friend or neighbor. These messages are evangelistic. I'm sharing the good news of forgiveness of sin through faith in Jesus Christ, and I'm urging prodigals to give their lives back to the Lord, and your family members need to hear that. How are we going to reach Chico? Let's share the word. Pass it on. A lot of people used to give out tracks. A CD is a modern-day track. Actually, if we were really modern, we'd be doing MP3s and all sorts of things. But we'll get to the 21st century eventually. Right now, I just want to stop and give thanks and praise to God because I'm going to repeat what we just covered in a new way. I'm going 
to ask you to just close your eyes for a second. Hold out your hands like a cup before the Lord. And I want you to think about this. Where do you find hope? I find hope knowing God is leading me. God didn't bring me this far to let me down now. Second, I find hope by wanting God to be glorified. God has a surprising plan for me that is for his glory and for my good. Third, I find hope by focusing on God instead of upon my enemy. Since God is for me, no one and nothing can prevail against me. Fourth, I find hope by giving my fears and worries to God in prayer in exchange for his peace. I find hope knowing God is in control and that he's fighting for me when I feel out of control and vulnerable. And sixth, I find hope by taking the next logical step of faith in the direction God has been leading me, even when God seems silent. Are you finding hope this morning? Look up for a moment. Our hope is in the Lord. And Exodus 14 is giving us hope in abundance. It's giving us an action plan, God's breakthrough plan for us to have hope, no matter what impossible situation we're facing. No matter what struggle you're going through, God's Word is the manufacturer's instruction manual, and it tells us how to get through. And basically, it says, have hope in the Lord. I love that about Lamentations chapter 3. Jeremiah says, say to your soul, hope thou in God. Sometimes you have to preach to yourself. Soul, hope in God. Sometimes I've been discouraged. Sometimes I've been depressed. And you know what encourages me? One thought. With God, there's always hope. With God, there's always hope. Don't give up. Don't despair. Don't have a spirit of resignation because God's given you a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. Hope thou in God. Preach to yourself. Hope thou in in God. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't believe what other people say about you that's negative. Hope thou in God. And now for the message. The message is hope spots God. Exodus 14, 19, and 20. And the outline is very simple. We are safe with God. And here's a message outline that builds upon itself. My leader, the Lord, is also my protector. My protector is also my shield. My shield is also my light. By the time this message is over, you're going to say, Praise God, I have hope in the Lord because he's my leader, he's my protector, he is my shield, and he is my light. That's what this scripture tells us about today. First of all, the Lord is my leader and he's also my protector. It says in Exodus 14, verse 19a, Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. So you need to know that in Exodus 13, verse 21, it says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire 
to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. So here's two million Israelites who have been delivered from Egyptian bondage and slavery. They're now free and they're heading out of Egypt. And how are they being guided? By this huge pillar of cloud. Now, up until the campfire, I had never seen a huge pillar of cloud. Do you remember that day? I mean, that cloud went from paradise right over Chico. It was a huge pillar. Of course, you have cumulus nimbus, which is a storm cloud that can build pretty high. But this cloud was no ordinary collection of particles of moisture in the air. This was the Shekinah glory of God. This cloud represented the presence of God. All right? So the presence of God manifested in the form of a cloud would lead the Israelites out of Egypt and go before them. The Lord was their leader. But now, with Pharaoh and his 600 chariots and all the officers and soldiers coming after them, and them being trapped with the Red Sea and the, the fortress on the side and the mountains on the other side, the cloud moves from in front of them at the Red Sea position to behind them between them and the Egyptian army. So the leader is also the protector. God is leading you in your life, but he's also watching over you. He's also protecting you. When I go to the hospital and I visit you, I am very thrilled to read to you Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You have to know that this psalm is saying, on the mountains, there are a bunch of idols and altars. Where does my help come from? Does it come from these false gods? No, my help comes from the maker of all the heaven and the earth. I don't look for cheap substitutes. I don't look for artificial crutches. I look to the creator God for my help. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber indeed. He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. God, your leader, is also God your protector. And wherever you need protection, whatever angle you need protection, the Lord's already positioned himself between you and that harm. And you might say, but, but still, bad things happen to good people. Yes, bad things happen to good people because we live in a world that's off kilter due to the fall of man and sin. Because of the fall of man and sin, there is disease, there are tsunamis, there are disasters of all kinds. We are groaning with all creation until the full redemption of the sons of men. 
We're in the land of thorns and thistles. Of course there's going to be suffering this side of heaven. Is that God's fault? Is God bad or is God um, not aware of this? No. He loves us. He cares for us. And he's working in spite of that evil and that pain to work good things out of it. God loves you. He's watching over you. And he never stops watching over you. He who is your leader is your protector. And what the question I have for you on this, who is the angel of the Lord? Mentioned in Exodus 14, 19. The angel of the Lord is none other than Jesus Christ. Okay? A theophany means that in the Old Testament, Jesus, who is pre-existent, who is eternal God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Not like Jehovah Witnesses in the New Translation say, and the word was a God. No, that's a mistranslation of the Greek. In the beginning was the word, that's Jesus, the Logos. And he was with God, and he is God. Jesus Christ always was, always will be, and always is now. He's eternal. He is part of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus shows up at different times in the Old Testament. And this is one of those times. The angel of the Lord is Jesus. When those friends of Daniel were in the fiery furnace, who was the fourth man that appeared in the fiery furnace? That was Jesus. When Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord and God blessed him, and called him Israel. Who was the angel of the Lord? Jesus. When they drank from the rock, when they were going through the wilderness and they were out of water, and Moses has the rock with water that pours out from it, who is the rock? Jesus. What the Old Testament conceals, the New Testament reveals. Jesus is there for you. He's your leader and he's your protector. Secondly, my leader is my protector. Okay, I'm going the wrong way. And, uh, hold on. Oh, and, oh, I, I know why I did that. Notice it says, then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. How many of us, when we go through a crisis, wonder, where are you, God? Okay? When the disciples were in the boat and the worst storm on the Sea of Galilee was going to drown them, and they were, some of them were seasoned sailors, and they said, we're in trouble. Where was Jesus? He was asleep in the back of the boat. And they said to him, don't you even care? We're about to drown. And he says, peace be still, and the water is instantaneously calm. But it just goes to show how human the disciples are like us. When you go through a tough time, you wonder, where is God? Has he withdrawn? Has he gone behind me? Has he left me behind? Well, you know the, the poem, Footprints. You know, uh, we were walking on the beach, me and the Lord, and there were two sets of footprints. But then when we got to the rocky mountain part, there's only one set of footprints and uh, it goes on, Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. 
I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, you would leave me, he whispered. My precious child, I love you and will never leave you, never ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Isn't that beautiful? We're tempted to think, where are you, God? And underneath are the everlasting arms. He's carrying you right now through the toughest times. He hasn't abandoned you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Your leader is your protector. And your protector is your shield. In Exodus 14, 19b to 20a, it says, the pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. The Lord is your shield. The Bible says in Psalm 18, 2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Now, the reason I emphasize the word my, because it reminds me of a story that there was a dinner party, and at the dinner party, they asked a famous actor if he would just spontaneously act by reading through Psalm 23. And he did. And afterwards, a retired pastor said, could, could I read Psalm 23? And he did. And what a difference there was. The reading by the retired pastor was the most meaningful, powerful reading, even greater than that of this famous actor. And the famous actor said, the reason, the difference between my performance and your reading is that you know him as your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me. Once you know he's your shepherd, that you have a personal relationship with him, you know he's with you, you know he's near you, you know that he's taking the position for your good and for your protection and defense. He's your deliverer. Do you know the Lord as your shepherd? Can you say this out loud with me? The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Do you believe that? When you are afraid, remember, he's your shield. I heard a wonderful acronym for faith, F-A-I-T-H. Feeling afraid, I take him. Isn't that good? Feeling afraid, I take him. Psalm 28 verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and my song, and with my song I praise him. When you trust in the Lord as your strength and your shield, you can't help but overflow with joy and with worship and praise. Thank you, God. You love me. You're with me. You're protecting me. You're going with me all the way. You are my shield in my front, and you're my shield in my back, and you're my shield on the sides. Since God is for me, who can be against me? No one or nothing can prevail. Last, my shield is my light. So my leader is my protector, my protector is my shield, and my shield is my light. Exodus 14, 20b. 
Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so that neither went near the other all night long. Can you imagine that? The Israelites, two million of them, are over here by the Red Sea. And the Egyptian army, with Pharaoh and the latest military technology of these uh, chariots, are being separated by this pillar that's keeping it dark on one side and light on the other. Can you imagine that? The Lord is our light and our salvation. Of whom shall we be afraid? It says in Exodus 27, 1, the Lord, or no, this should be Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When I was a voice major in college, I was learning this song. The Lord is my light and my salvation. You know how the rest goes. But isn't that true? The Lord is our light. When you were a kid and you were afraid of the dark and you said, Mom, Dad, there's something under my bed. You were freaked out. And what did they do? They put a night light in your bedroom or lit a candle, depending on what generation you grew up in. But they gave you light. And what did that light do? It dispelled the darkness and it took away your fear. God is our light. And because he's our light, we need not fear because we're children of light walking in the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. There are so many people in the world today who are walking in darkness. They don't know the Lord. They have rejected the Lord or they have not heard about the Lord. And they're stumbling over their own sins and their own struggles and their own troubles because they have not received Christ, who is the light of the world. He wants you to receive him. He wants you to trust in him. And if you do, you'll no longer be walking in darkness, but you'll have the light of life, a light that will shine from within you and will shine through you. I said to someone today who has Christ in his heart, I said, do you know something? You have a glowing countenance. There's something about you that has changed because I see this radiance come. Do you know the Lord and his light? Now, I want to follow up with what our precious Berta Anderson is doing in emphasizing our missionaries. I have a missionary newsletter from Summer Root that just came out. And uh, she says she went on a retreat for a couple of days to southern Oregon, and she was hiking and the mountains blocked the sunlight on the path, and the pathway became dark, and she found herself glancing up at the sky to see if even the sun was there. By the way, even when the sun is obscured by clouds, it's still there. Even when you can't see the light, he's still there. No one can extinguish the light of Jesus. Well, as she's going along, she says... Uh, she makes this analogy, often the path of life seems dark and confusing. We have mountains of anxiety and stress and difficulty and physical and emotional, and it becomes hard to navigate. But look up, 
God is still shining in all of his glorious brilliance. He is still God of all, sovereignly working all things out according to his plans and purposes. As I was thinking about this, a ray of light trickled through the dense forest and illuminated a bit of the path before me. God's promises, God promises that his word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. And she says, over the last months, I've been faced with a couple of mountain-sized questions. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? She's looking for a new mission field to serve the Lord in. Every time I contemplated such things, I became more confused. Those mountains of uncertainty were blocking the light for the path. As I looked at this ray of sunlight dancing on the path before me, I was reminded that I don't have to have all the answers figured out. I just have to walk in obedience to what God has revealed to me in his word. This is the light of, to my path. I thought, oh, wow, Lord, thanks for that. Perfect timing for this message. And let's be praying for Summer Root as she'll be going on a nine-day exploration trip to a possible mission field that she's considering. But isn't that picture beautiful? That God is our light. So here you have it, friends. My leader is my protector. My protector is my shield. My shield is my light. You are safe with God. Now, I'm going to give you a practical thing to do. This is your spiritual growth assignment, your homework. This week, I want you practicing spotting God. That is, every morning you wake up and you're going to go on a God hunt sighting. You're going to look for how God is working and protecting you throughout your day. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530 8920521 call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.